Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey. All right, folks, happy hump day. I hope everything's working well. Uh, It's hotter than uh, the face of the planet. Uh, excuse me, the face of the sun right now. And then when you factor in humidity right now, you walk outside in my state, not only are you passing out from the sweltering heat, the humidity adds a little more to it. So you're burning and sweating at the same time. If you can imagine that impact, that's what we've got in Texas. I know I'm not alone in that. Anybody that's in the the Southeast right now, you've got that sweltering uh, humidity. One of the things we cover on the show, because This show is designed to bring you information on a lot of different economic sectors that I personally have dealt with over the last close to 30 years uh, from my vantage point being in the insurance industry. I've insured just about everything out there. One of the big sectors that I've been involved with since the beginning uh, has been the trucking sector. When you're doing it a long time, you get to know the drivers. You get to know what's involved, where they have to get their loads, how they get their loads, fuel, Uh, all the issues that they deal with routes and stuff like that kind of becomes part of your blood because if you're going to be someone that's good at selling truck insurance, you got to know the industry. So I've done it long, long, long time and uh, run programs where in fact, we're trying to put a program together. So we watch it because trucking is the lifeblood of the nation. If you go online, you do some statistical uh, research, it's going to tell you that trucks run roughly 70% of the freight in America. That's incorrect. That's 70% origin. They actually run 100% because if it comes in from rail, if it comes in from air or, or, or sea, it still has to be picked up by a truck and delivered. So they run 100% of the goods and services that we have. And one of the reasons that we've got the lifestyle that we have in America is due to the trucking industry. The gas that you put in your car, that's brought to you by the trucking industry. The groceries that you go and get at the grocery store, those are brought in and unloaded by and delivered by the trucking industry. All the things that you buy in your home, the clothes on your clothes that you have on your back, those came delivered by someone in the trucking industry. So there's used to be a saying, and it still is a good saying that as so goes the car industry, so goes America. Well, I would add to that now, as goes the trucking industry, as goes America. But if it's good for the American trucker, it's good for you. But right now, as I've uh, demonstrated many times on this show, as well as the Friday show that I do, this is a sector that's under attack. Um, It's been deregulated technically since 1978, but the federal government has what's called the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, which is a department of the U.S. Department of Transportation, and they regulate how these trucks operate. And the regulations have been getting more and more burdensome in the past few years. They're not, there's no special money that comes out for it. They don't get a check to go do anything when it comes out. In addition to that, there's been an attack by the lawyer lobby in the last five or six years uh, in areas that we've not seen that has caused insurance to rise due to lawsuits. Then you factor on top of that, a lack of respect for what the trucking industry brings. Last year, everybody hailed the trucking industry as heroes during a pandemic because they actually got a spotlight. And we realized these guys are are needing, they're bringing everything that we need. And without them, we'd kind of be lost. The problem is memories are short. 
And now we're back in a situation where the trucking industry is back to that. Uh, nobody wants to deal with them. Uh, they look at them as second-class citizens and, and they're really frustrated and people, the trucking industry needs you and you need the trucking industry. On with me today is Mr. Bill McKelvey. Bill is a over-the-road trucker, has been for quite some period of time. Uh, he's also done expert testimony in front of divisions for both federal and state government. And today he's going to bring us, we're going to discuss several things that are happening in trucking so that you have a better understanding of what's going on. And before we wrap it up, I'm going to give you some things that are related to my site that you can go in and do as a listener to help yourself by helping trucking. And with that, I want to introduce Bill. Bill, how, where are you at today? Uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I have been at this uh, shipper now for uh, almost three hours. Are you waiting to pick up a load or drop a load? I'm waiting for them to actually load me. When I got here, the lady said, oh, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> she, uh, All right. Hey, this, this is this is a topic right here. People don't you're not getting paid right now, are you? Uh, well, the 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 carrier that I picked this load up for has an agreement and that's called a well, we have things called rate confirmations which basically is an invoice that we invoice the company that we're hauling for and in the agreement uh it's it's just basically a contract it'll tell you what their allowance for wait time is and that's called detention uh their allowance is up to two hours so two hours from the time that the appointment time starts which was one o'clock eastern time today till three o'clock we we give away free two hours. Then after that, it is whatever the charge is that I agree to with the company that I haul for per hour that I sit here and don't get loaded or anything. Um, some companies have a layover or a cap. Some are five hours, some are seven hours, and then you get it into layovers overnight, which has dropped quite a bit over the past couple of years. So, yeah, basically, if the wheels aren't turning, we're really not earning any money. Now, and this is something that's completely out of your control. You really can't control how fast they get that freight on on your truck, can you? No, sir. And what's even worse is with the pandemic, people are not showing up to work. People are quitting. Warehouses all over the country are being built. But the problem is you can build a hundred warehouses, but if you only have enough people to staff one, then, then you're just going to be waiting. I think waiting at, at any of these dry docks, which is what I'm doing today is, is going to increase quite a bit because of the lack of manpower. Well, that's and kind of, it's not, it's, it's a separate topic, but let's just weigh into that for real lightly. I don't want to get too deep to off course. Um, we know right now, if you're getting a lot of unemployment benefits, people, there's a segment of society that wants to sit on their butt. Um, supposedly this is all running out soon. So hey, the state that you're in, uh, are they going to continue to pay these extended benefits or are they starting to cut them back? Probably going to continue it. Cause Roy Cooper is definitely on the democratic side of things. Uh, we, we didn't think anything about that when he was elected, but he certainly has shown his true colors here. Uh, really quickly. I want to let, let folks know that this is why stuff isn't showing up across the country. This is one of the reasons. And the other is if you look into the, what's going on with the containers, every port is backed up. Now these guys are running like crazy. And I think 
one of the major carriers just imposed a, a finance charge onto the ports for their truckers sitting there for so long. All you have to do is go to any of the port trucker uh, Facebook groups or websites and you will hear, read and see guys just complaining a lot about the downtime that they're, they're losing money. Those guys got to run, run, run. And they're just not making any money sitting there for double the amount of time that they've been sitting there in the past. It's, it's a congestion nightmare. And this is because we don't have any bodies at the ports. Well, it's, it's part of that, but it also started when the ever given got jammed up and now all the ports, then they got behind and all these other ships are behind. So they're racing the clocks as longshoremen. And then these guys are doing their best to get it out. But the truckers are leaving because of the the conditions and the truckers want the conditions to improve. But I I know that the L.A. ports had a had a shutdown and the New Jersey ports are talking about it. I think the South Carolina ports tried it. It didn't work. So, you know, these guys are not very happy. You know, I don't know what to tell them except try to try to work as best they can. And if the company that they're leased to charges the ports then those charges should go to those carriers that are working underneath them as leases, as lease contractors. And a lot of times that money does not funnel down to the trucker. It goes right in the company's pocket. So that's another problem. So if they wanted to solve that solution, that's basically restructure the contract. Now you're obviously, you're talking about someone that I would consider a company driver as opposed to an independent contractor that's running a broker load. Am I correct on that? Yes and no. Uh, okay. A lot of the guys that are, there's a lot of guys at the ports who own their own trucks, but they're leased to carriers that have contracts with the ports. Owner operators. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. But basically, if you're going to get into the classification side of things, and that's a whole other radio show, they're basically, you know, driving for a company, but they bought a truck. So they're during, doing the work of an employee. So it's, you know, a very fine line there, right? you know, as far as misclassification goes. So we've got, so bottom line is nobody wants to sit there and not make any money. Um, it's a compensation issue, which I think is, it's a theme throughout the trucking industry right now is compensation, compensation for all the time real quick. Cause we got a couple minutes. We're going to go to break and we may come back to it. How bad has AB five messed up California? It's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. I know that there was, uh, Proposition 22 got overturned about two weeks ago for the rideshare drivers, but a lot of the rideshare drivers are now complaining that it got turned over. So I, I asked, I said, what, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to have your freedoms and be independent, or do you want to be associated with a company? Because once you turn into being working for the company, then the, the whole ball game changes as far as your independency goes. Correct. So, uh, and truckers, you know, the, what was it, Schneider? Werner and Landstar, and I forget whoever else, they cut their contracts with anybody who was uh, a leased owner operator in that state. They just said, nope, we're not doing business. We're not going to face the lawsuits. You guys either move your businesses out of California or we're, you're, you can't be leased to us anymore. Now, I'm sure, sure there's more people that have faced that situation than just those three companies I mentioned. Oh, yeah. Those are three that I assuredly know of. Yeah, those are the three big ones that are going through. So really, if you're in California right now, they're getting squeezed hard. Yes. In, in every every direction possible. 
which explains a lot of things going on. So that's something that, boy, that that's a compensation. That's a compensation issue. And then how do you get the sides to come in? Because I can understand no one wants to sit there and not make any money. You're saying the company could fix it with charging the port, but if they charge the port, that doesn't necessarily mean the driver is going to get it. No, that's correct. So is somewhere, some is somebody somewhere figuring this stuff out or is this just going to go on till somebody cracks? I think it's going to go on until somebody cracks. And that's Uh, what part of this, uh, shut the trucks down yesterday was about. hold Hold that thought. We're going to go to a, we're going to go to a quick break. We come back. Let's go into that specifically. All right, folks, you're listening to the information edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey with our special guest today, Bill McKelvey. He's over the road trucker uh, explaining to us what's going on and how it directly impacts you. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Darren Yancey. I've got my special guest, Bill McKelvey, today. We're talking about issues with the trucking industry. And I got a question that came across. Uh, We were about to go into situation with strike. Before we move on to that, Bill had a question where the situation in California right now, California is a major port, obviously, from things coming in from Asia. Uh, AB5's had an impact on that, in addition to the fact that we got truckers leaving. How is that? In, we know it's impacting California. How is it impacting the rest of the nation right now? 
Well, the stuff that's not able to come across by truck is it's holding everything else back up, and then it's driving your costs up as a consumer. In the end, it's going to you know it's going to take us a lot more financially to make these runs. So if you have to sit there and wait, you're going to get charged. So you're you're the end consumer. You're going to end up paying the extra charge. So realistically, to get to unscrew this screwed up situation, if I were going to guess, this is going to cost consumers minimum. 15, 20% on their goods that are backed up right now? Yeah, from what all the news is saying, it's somewhere at least 10, if not 15%. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. cost of the containers. So another problem is uh, one of the guys came back and said, what was going on with this side of the port over here in New Jersey? And all those containers are going back empty to China. But they're so backed up, they can't even get in there to take them off the trailers to put them back on the ships to send them across to China. So this is a delay all the way around. And from what every, every economic forecast and indicator and speaker, squawk box, whatever you follow, everyone a few weeks ago, I broadcast something that said the cost will be going up 10 to 15% at least. So you can figure it might go up to 20% easily. Yeah. Here's the question, though. You know, you just addressed one, one issue that we've got to get the compensation more. The other is the number of bodies at the ports. And obviously that's something people got to get off their butts and get back to work. It's sitting on collecting a government check is not going to, all it's going to do is have people starve. You can sit here and collect a check, but if you can't go spend it, you're going to starve. So I have, I haven't heard any, now I could be wrong, but I haven't heard anyone from the unions who are the longshoremen not working their jobs. Okay, so they're working, they're out there busting their butts in. Yes, sir. Yeah, they've even put up TikTok videos saying, hey, we're working here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And even the guys that are driving out there at the ports, they're working hard, too. So it's not them not working. It's just the bottleneck that was created, like I said, by the Ever Given from the Ever Green line that started this mess. And, you know, there is some speculation that they did it on purpose. And if you dig into, I don't remember how much money they charged them for it, but it was a whopping amount. I just, I just sat there and I was laughing. I was telling my wife about it. I, was like, I can't believe they actually find them that much money. Uh, it's let me, crazy. Let me ask you the question of, of the compensation for sitting at, at like what you're doing right now. I mean, you're, you're now into your hour where you're getting paid, but there's a yeah. lot of guys out there that aren't. What's a yeah. viable solution on bringing people together. Is this something we've got to bring in politicians, God forbid, or is this something that can be worked out amongst management and labor? Uh, it needs to be worked out between management and labor because if you ask politicians to come and take it over, what you're, what you're overstepping your boundaries on is this is free market competition. Yeah. Like many years ago when we were hauling Bradley's out of Pennsylvania, we had a company came in and they decided they were going to put Bradley's on step decks. Well, they couldn't do that. And then they, they weren't charging them detention time. So it wasn't much longer that they were out. I think it was a week and a half to two weeks at the most that we were out of there because this other company came in and tried to do it for that. But that's always the way it is in this industry. It's so cutthroat. There are guys that are doing windmill projects right now that aren't charging what they should be charging for sitting. You know, projects take a long time. You have cranes, you have delays in weather, you have routing options, all kinds of things that can affect the travel of a windmill blade from the time it picks up to the time it delivers to the site, to the time it gets off the truck, to the time that it gets up on the actual windmill, no matter which piece it is. 
But uh, I know one major company came in and cut their detention rates. Every, mm. If everyone's stuck together now, there is a group at the union and a uh, group of uh, what they call union guys. It's a union, not actual union, but they're together in union, if that makes sense. I didn't try to trip anybody up there. What they're demanding is pay for every second of the day. And that's what I've been talking about for a long time. We went to this electronic logbook the ELD, no matter which version you have. And that was mandated for the trucking industry. And there have been some exemptions and exceptions put into place. But the very moment that I pull in here and they say the load's not ready, I'm losing money. No matter what time the appointment time is over there where I got to deliver or what day is set up for it to deliver, I'm losing money. And I agree with these guys. And I've said it all along. If you're going to come and start putting us on an hourly clock, then these people that we're hauling for, they need to pay us by the hour. Uh, UPS truck is coming in here right now. They're paid, their union, they're paid by the hour. You can guarantee that this guy is getting paid every single hour that he works, no matter whether he's rolling or not. So well, that how does in- that? Let's, let's shift gears for a second because there was a lot of hoopla this past week about an August 31 potential shutdown date and of course it went kind of viral that every truck out there is going to stop of course it didn't uh matter of fact i had a lot of people in trucking came oh we can't do this we're in a pandemic we got this we got this there's because there's obviously there's a split where do you fall on shutting down trucks and do you feel it's effective or do you feel it's simply rattling empty sabers well that's that's a tough question um i'm all for it I will tell you honestly, I am all for it. And it's not anything, we, we hear a lot of people saying, well, you're going to hurt the people and you're going to make people suffer. And, and you know what? That's not the point at all. Right. There's no way at all. Uh, you're, you're given advance notice, just like you know with the hurricane, you were given advance notice that storm's coming. If you didn't prepare for that storm coming and you didn't prepare for some truck shutting down, then I don't know what to tell you. It's not like you weren't warned. Uh, it's the same thing over there. And, and this, this happened from getting gaining interest to support the truckers over in Australia and what the people in Australia are going through right, right now. Uh, a blockade is what they call it over there. They are called truckies. And they were supposedly, I don't know that it's actually happened or not, but someone sent me a bill in which uh, they are supposed to not be able to do this. And the question was whether or not the truckies would right, be I saw the bill. To, yeah. Yeah, to stop and get their rest period at the rest area. I guess they have rest breaks over rest right. areas over there like we have truck stops and rest areas here. But in them like in Chicago in uh, Ohio and some other places the rest areas have showers and uh, vendors selling meals. So that's what they have over there. And apparently the government came in and said, "No, nope, you can't you can't stop, go in there, get your shower, get you cleaned up, get you something to eat. You can't do any of that unless you're vaccinated. And they said, no, wait a minute. We've been doing this throughout the pandemic, just like, you know, we've been doing this throughout right. the throughout the pandemic. In fact, when everything was shut down, we still were moving. Uh, we were running over hours because of the exemptions, taking risk with our lives, the whole nine yards. And these guys are doing the same. So when this caught on over there, uh, a bunch of folks got together and said, hey, we need to support those guys over there. And at the same time, get the message across to our legislatures that what, you know, they're forcing us or attempting to force us to do or 
speculation. That's not going to work over here either. So that's how all this came about. But of course, you have people on both sides and you have folks that don't understand from where I sit. You have folks that don't understand how rules and regulations get made for truckers in the United States. And a lot of truckers forget that every rule and regulation that's been made over the past two decades has been from people coming forward who know absolutely nothing about nothing. the industry. They don't nothing. know shit. We've yeah. had, <laughs> we've had Ann Farrow whose program CSA basically tanked the safety scoring system that was already in place and now favors, well, it favored back then when she put it in. So it still favors the larger carriers. It's made on a percentage basis. It doesn't matter how many wrecks you have. If you're a major carrier, they just carry on and find you and you just go on about your business. But if you're a single carrier and you've got maybe five trucks and your guys getting wrecks, well, then they're coming after you. Like, like, I don't know, like they got a ignited fire underneath their rear and it's got jet fuel burning it. It's just not right. Do you so, think, do you think the ahead. truckers are organized enough? A majority, and I don't think you're ever going to have a unison, but a majority of truckers where if they said, look, we want, a, B, and C. We don't want to be vaccinated. We want to take care of the the broker issue, and we want to be sure that we're getting compensated for every second that we're actually out driving. Do you think there's enough unification of drivers out there that could actually say, we're going to shut down for this period of time until we get these things? Yeah, I think there is. I don't think it is where it needs to be right now. If the folks that don't understand it would just listen they would what understand. we're doing today. That's what we're doing today. Okay. America, my wife and I were talking about this earlier, uh, yesterday or today. America has a huge problem with hearing, with rejection already in their minds. America does not have the capability, and I hate to say it, nor the intelligence, nor the rationale, the reasoning, the logic, sitting there saying, hey, wait a minute, let me listen to whomever. And understand what they're saying without prejudice. See, we are list as a nation. We are listening to object. That's what we do as a nation. Just, just take if it, if everybody's able, just take about five, ten minutes, and just listen to somebody. I think the whole nation would change, not just on trucking, but in other issues as well. We've got to understand that there are people with sincere concerns, and we have sincere concerns that we're running over hours just to supply things for people that have come along and said, you know what, you truckers, you're this, you're that. I had some guy that I don't even know came off once he got mad about a merge situation. And he says, and I quote, all truckers need to lay the crack pipe down and there wouldn't be so many accidents. <laughs> I said, you, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, he, well, he has no idea of the actual stats. I don't, I don't, yeah, I tried to, I put the stats up there and he just, he just kept on going, man. Um, I don't know this cat, but I, I do know his partner uh, went to the same college I went to. And I just got to tell you, this guy is, he's uh, upsetting the wrong people. I have to say that publicly. That's not something you want to do with as many of us that you know we're part of drug consortiums. We get tested all the time. We're not, you know, we're not even close to even being in that syndrome or that scenario at all. That's that's just someone running their mouth and they just need to, you know, just go on about their way. But back to this 
situation where you're asking. Bill, we lost. Bill, we lost your. There we go. Yeah, I think there is enough support. Uh, It just has to be pushed in there. I don't know, pushed, but sent in the right direction. Uh, I think what started yesterday is just the beginning, and I think it's going to keep going. I really do. Guys may not shut the roads down, but we may slow down quite a bit, and that's very effective. Yeah, it is effective. I mean, the reality is, and I and I posted out what was uh, happening over in Australia, and I don't know. uh, if you caught what was happening in the UK right now, they got problems in the UK where they're about to, <laughs> they're about to start starving in London. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's, a, because it's a big problem. And yeah, uh, I, what I want to do, we're about, we're up against a hard break. I want to take a break and we come back. I want to address that and then wrap up with insurance. Okay. Okay. All right, folks, you're listening to the information edge podcast with Darren Yancey. My special guest today is over the road trucker, Bill McKelvey. We're going to pay a few bills and we'll be right back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey with Bill McKelvey over the road trucker. We're talking about issues in trucking and how they impact you. If you've been listening, I think you can already work it through how all this stuff impacts you. This is not getting your goods and services out, uh, having to pay for more. And by the way, if you live in a blue state right now with all these draconian measures that they're putting out, uh, or you're having a, you're in an area where they're defunding the police, guess what? Your cost of living is higher. And uh, when the cost of living is higher, it's not pleasant. 
it's not pleasant. So politics runs into this. And right now we're talking about the possibility of a trucker strike nationally. Uh, I think right now the truckers want to do what they can to avoid it. But there's a lot of serious issues on the table. And another one that we've got to look at is what's happening in insurance right now. Now, Bill, we were talking earlier about uh, the company Dillon that went under um, and what they're going on. Let's let's address London first and we'll go to Dillon. Now, the UK situation, the government controls their trucking industry over there pretty much, correct? From what I understand, yes. So what's the issue there with the drive? The drivers just walked off? Well, it has to do a lot with the Brexit from from what I'm reading. And I, I could be wrong, so I don't want to say that I'm 100% correct. Okay. But a lot of drivers were working in different areas across the UK. And now they've gone back home because of the pandemic and they can't get across to go back to their jobs. And some of them don't even want them. So they're, they're fighting that as well. They're fighting a driver shortage like what's being claimed here. So Yeah, but we don't really have a driver shortage. Uh, you and I both know the inside. There's plenty of people applying to be a driver. What happens is they get in. They don't like what they're – they don't like the industry once they get in it for the reasons we're talking about today. So here's the real question. How do we solve some of these issues? I mean, obviously, there, there's, there's associations out there, both private – uh, that represent, we'll say private interests as those that represent the uh, over-the-road truckers. We've got a regulated industry where politicians are going through, but I don't think right now the politicians really give eight eggs about the over-the-road trucker. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You know, the truckers, some of the truckers think that they have a voice in Washington, and I've been going to Washington since the early 2000s. I was part of the group of guys that were operating in New Jersey back in early 2000 when the governor came through and said, and some of my trucker friends will remember this, you can't run one in nine because we've told you you can't run one in nine. And then I wasn't an owner like I am now. Um, and I just told the guy I was running for, I said, I'm going to run up there. He said, you are? I said, yeah. I said, and the rest of the guys are going to run up there, too. He said, no, those guys aren't going to run. I, he says, I guess you're the only one who's going to do it. I said, yeah. He says, don't don't go getting arrested or causing trouble or this or that. I said, listen, they don't have the right to shut that road off to truckers. You have to go through a whole process, and the governor just can't come along and say, I don't want you traveling on that road. So all of a sudden, it wasn't just me, but it was a bunch of other guys, too. And we just kept slowly, you kept seeing more and more trucks go on the roads, and the state troopers at first were sort of following us, you know, writing down information, this, that, the other, doing spot checks, you know, the whole nine yards. And then they understood that we needed to run that because the rest of the roads up there were so jammed up from us not running one in nine. And then the governor finally relaxed and said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. It's causing all this congestion. And that's unfortunately what happens with government. Government you, you, goes You have ahead to slap and, it in the face. Yeah. They make this decision that they don't know anything about. Now, you know, like I said earlier, we had Pharaoh, who, who came from Maryland Department of Transportation, and she just put people on their heels over there. People didn't like her at all over there. And then we had. Uh, well, Bill, let me, ask you, one- let me ask you a question. I, in my personal opinion, I don't think the Department of Transportation, and specifically the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, I don't think they've been effective at all. Is this something I- that. A tr- whether it's five truckers, people from OIDA, people from ADA, a combination of the above, need to sit down in front of the House Transportation Committee 
need to sit down in front of the Senate Committee on Transportation and say, hey, morons, <laughs> you've got a problem. And if you don't fix these problems, take a good look. I mean, Brazil had a trucker strike a few years ago. People forget about it. For 30 days, it put their nation in chaos. Yeah. In chaos. Yeah. The UK is about to go through chaos. Australia is about to go through chaos. I don't want to see that here, but I don't, I don't think the USDOT, I mean, right now you've got a guy that, I mean, he, he's the poster boy for Alfred E. Newman. He doesn't know anything. You know, he's more concerned about uh, social justice than about actually doing things that mean a hell of beans to the American people. Is it time to bypass that body and go straight to the committees and say, here's what's about to happen if you don't pull your head out of your ass? Well, I don't disagree with you. And for years, I have uh, stomped my feet and said, we we definitely need to be in those committee hearings. And we're not. We're not. We maybe have one representation, and that's Todd Spencer from OIDA. And while Todd does a great job while he's up there, because he's part of MixAC, which is Motor Carrier Safety Advisory Committee, which advises the FMCSA on what rules and regulations to put into place. He's only one guy. And if you noticed one of the most recent uh, committee meetings, we weren't even in there. There were no truckers there. Right. And that's the other problem. Yeah. Yeah. This last transportation committee meeting, there was nobody in there. And the fact is they hand pick who they want to hear from. And that's not government for the people by the people. That's government saying, I'm the government and you're going to do what we say. And that's never, ever been the intention of the federal government when it was formed by our forefathers. And that's part of the reason that this guy shut down yesterday. And I'm, I'm going to say more shutdowns are going to continue. We don't want to put people in harm's way. Uh, the discussion about the hurricane and, and FEMA loads came up and people said, no, we're committed to doing that. Well, my question to those guys is, why are we committed to running over the hours when every time that we need something, we get smacked in the face with another regulation. We get smacked in the face saying, oh, you're not going to build your rest area here. You're not going to uh, enlarge in your rest area here because we don't want it. You know, there is, I was <laughs> with my wife this morning, we were discussing the situation with the people that there is an actual organization and they try to hide. And I, I'm pretty sure I can under, undercover who they are. There was a truck stop that was supposed to go into Statesville, North Carolina. People from out of state, not people from Statesville area, not even people from North Carolina started this ruckus and they came in and said do you really want a truck stop here all the drugs the prostitution the heavy traffic the congestion oh they went down the whole nine yards so all of a sudden people that were just like oh cool it's a truck stop we're gonna have jobs it's gonna interject money into our economy everything that was so great about it all of a sudden turned to I hate to say it, but turned to shit within like a few, few hours. And these people kept pressing and pressing and pressing. So what the owners of the truck stop did was they went to two separate sites and they filed permits in the other two sites, got those two built, but they're not in Statesville proper. 
Wow. It's, it's absolutely nuts that we have people fighting against us. So these are the people that these other truckers want to say, well, we're going to sack, we're going to end up, you know, making them suffer and they'll have to make a sacrifice. Well, every time we turn around, not even to mention, not even discussion about how they treat us in traffic. I mean, goodness. Uh, I had a guy. The one, that, on my- the one that really irritates me and I'm not going to name the name because I don't want to get a lawsuit is a specific, uh, we'll call it a rather large retail store that has a, uh, a bifurcated rodent for mascot mm-hmm. that won't mm-hmm. even let you park on their parking lot. I just posted that this morning on Twitter and my Facebook page. It is funny how you were saying that. Yeah, I'll say it. I, I tried to get them on the show. They would never come on the show. I think you you are discussing. Uh, it starts with a B. I, I don't want to say the name, but here's the thing. A big old, big old on, front teeth. Yeah. Yeah. If you look on Facebook and Twitter, everybody is ranting and raving about this store. But if you try to go build an independent or even a, a mainstream truck stop, oh my God, no, we can't have that in our area. But you know, the funny thing is, is that someone could set up a drug distribution center on their property and they'd never even know it. But you start bringing truckers in there, and all of a sudden, oh, we're all these bad things. But make sure you get your stuff. That's a load of crap that's got to – I mean, bottom line is, is, look, there's a few things that happen, but guess what? They happen elsewhere. Most of the people that come through there, they're either fueling up, showering, eating, or sleeping. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a criminal element no matter where you go today. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you go. And and if you live in an area that is defunding the police, it gets worse. So yep. I guess my question is going to be, you know, we know freight rates are going up. You gave us an example of a Washington run to uh, from Washington State to South Carolina that came in at pretty good rates. Yes. Um, and that's starting to come up. Are the truckers now potentially getting in a position where they can turn down things and say, look, I don't think I want to do business with this company anymore. We're not going to name this vendor because you won't even let me park on there. Is it reached that point where they can be selective or we're not to there, not to that point yet? Yes, it has reached that point. In fact, there was a discussion uh, today on one of the brokerage type of, of forums where a guy had asked where it was going and the broker got really rude and cussed him out. And of course the trucker turned around and let him have it. Uh, but there are places that truckers don't want to go. There are places that I look on a load board. I know exactly where that load's picking up. You don't even have to tell me where it's picking up and where it's going. I know exactly where it's going because I've been doing it long enough. I won't even do it. We got to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and wrap up the show. Folks, you're listening to the information edge podcast with Darren Yancey, my special guest, Bill McKelvey. We'll be right back. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety.
You are listening to The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to The Information Edge. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up this segment real real fast because we're running out of time. Now, I am getting uh, quite a bit of feedback on both Twitter and Gab. You could follow me at DGYancey65. On Twitter, Gab and Parlor. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on Twitter. They uh, they threw me in jail for a week, and I'm not really happy about it. Uh, you can also catch my site, informationedge.net. I know you people do because I've got right now about 100 emails from this episode. I'll get to you as quickly as I can. Bill, let's talk about one thing uh, that I'm I'm concerned about, and I'm not real sure where it's going to go at the moment. Insurance. We talked about Dillon Trucking that shut down, and they shut down abruptly. They had drivers. They had contracts. Uh, and when you have that happen, usually that's an indication. And the rumor mill that I'm hearing is that uh, they couldn't afford what they were getting in on insurance. I know it's a problem. I know where it stems from. Right now, what are you seeing as far as what are you hearing in the industry of any more potential uh, companies shutting down because they just simply can't afford to keep the doors open? Uh I'm not really hearing any more of that. Uh, this was a surprise to all of us, including you and, and the rest of us that are up on the issues. Um, like what you and I were talking about, they probably had a bunch of little claims that basically mm-hmm. put them out of business. And yeah. unfortunately, when in the hell hazmat, too. So when you have a claim for hazmat, that automatically jumps the scale quite a bit. Uh, I, as I told you, I don't have hazmat authority. I got rid of it many years ago. And just the the ability to haul hazmat versus the potential penalties, insurance costs, and getting you know the authority to make that happen is just not worth it for me. It's just not. For um, folks listening, what hazmat is, for example, gasoline, um, that's, that's hazmat. If you're running hydrogen, anything that's very volatile or explosive, uh, those things that you see, those tankers that have those big shiny uh, tanks on them, that's, that's a hazmat. That's a special placard filing. You have to get a special filing with uh, the federal authorities, but sometimes with your state. The insurance runs dramatically more, and if you had some problems. So one of the things that we're trying to do is form a program, but this is, this is all combined together. We've got a lawyer lobby that is just foaming at the mouth for any opportunity to sue a trucker. You've got, and one of the problems, Bill, is CSA scores. Okay. Those CSA scores should not be, in my opinion, available for everybody to see. The law lobby has them and they focus and target now. We know for a fact they're targeting high CSA score trucking firms, basically waiting to pounce upon them. Right. Right. Well, this as you and I discussed earlier, the safety scoring system is not is not proper. It's definitely not. It definitely favors the larger corporations, and that's why a lot of these larger corporations have merged with smaller corporations so that they can add units, and then it drives down their percentages of incidents. That's basically how this game is played. But you and I both know those only represent, what, 15% of the full the number of trucks that are on the road? Right. Yeah, the majority of truckers out there are, in fact, small fleets or independents like myself. So while the big companies get away basically with murder, you know, the guys that try to hire someone, there was a company many, many years ago. They're still in business today. Uh, We talked to them. I talked to them quite a bit. And I said what they had was they had a problem with two or three drivers and they were trying their best not to fire them. But because of their 
uh, being over hours and other violations, the insurance companies came back and started jacking up their rates and almost put them out of business. And I just told him, I said, John, you're just going to have to fire that guy. Yeah. I said, he may be like your brother, but he is hurting your company. And, you know, there are companies that will just hire anybody. We, we know that. I mean, I know that personally. I, yeah. I worked with an outfit that would do that. So um, they're in certain parts of the nation. And now I was told today that uh, a major carrier has taken over a lot of those runs. So those guys will be out of a job because they can't qualify with the major carriers. But, you know, the one thing that Pharaoh sold everyone on was that she was going to clean up the industry and get rid of the bad companies. And yet the same problems that were happening when Pharaoh was in charge are still happening today. So yeah, the FMCSA yeah. definitely needs an overhaul. And you know, this, this latest thing that's a driver's panel, there was a, a John Grosner, a great, great fella, great truck advocate. He came up with uh, and proposed and put the, the proposal into the federal government that we would have a panel of drivers. Well, some of us applied, some of us didn't. John got booted off of this panel. Even though it was his panel, his thing, he did all the work, he got booted off before they even started. And here's the thing that they're discussing. They're discussing driver retention and driver shortage right now. There is no driver the fact, shortage. The fact of the matter is, Darren, that the FMCSA is a arm of the government Yes. That is in charge of safety. They have absolutely nothing to do with labor. And just like everything else, you can go to work wherever you want to work. And if you don't want to do the work, then you're not going to work there long or you're not going to take that job. You know, it's the same thing that you brought up earlier. Some talking about the driver shortage. And a comparison was made today. Letty said there are not there is not a nursing shortage in the United States. What there is a shortage of is people that are willing to take the dumping on, for lack of better words, right. and the treatment that they're getting in these hospitals and other areas. And that's exactly what's happening in the trucking industry. Drivers are not willing, you know, the standard driver for a big company or any company is out two to three weeks and then home for so many days. Drivers are not willing to be out. People are not willing to be drivers, to be out there and treated the way they are by the company, by these places like this place here. My load should have been ready. I booked it two days ago. I don't know what these people are doing. But you know, they're not willing to take this. So they leave the industry. And the guys that are left, like me and you know, countless others that have been in this for years, for decades, we're sitting here fighting rules and regulations that are being made by people who don't know what they're doing. Well, let's hit two quick topics real quick. One... And I, I know the answer, but I want to hear it. Okay. The fact that they don't have a specific amount of time of training required to come into this industry, I think it's a huge issue. Um, what's your stance on it? I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how uh, you can have people coming into this industry. I mean, you don't have that for pilots. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have that for train engineers either. Yeah. Last topic. And uh, it kind of correlates with all this. There's those that are saying, well, we feel there's not enough truck drivers coming in. They use the term driver shortage uh, and they're pushing like hell for autonomous and automation. What's your opinion on where that's going to go? Well, I think it's horrible that the FMCSA is allowing this to happen without any rules or regulations. And unfortunately, just like everything else the federal government does, 
there's going to have to be a massive accident where a lot of people die, a lot of, you know, uh, machinery is damaged, a lot of automobiles are damaged, uh, losses of life before they'll actually crack down and say we need rules and regulations on this. I just, I think it's extremely unsafe. Well, I mean, everything I've read into them, I've had, I've had people on, uh, you know, say we've got to have billions of miles uh, performed with this uh, type of equipment when it reaches uh, level four autonomous. Otherwise, what you just said is going to be, and they, by the way, they have to have wrecks. They yeah. have to have wrecks. You can't learn without wrecks. So let's, let's kind of wrap this up real quick for our listeners out there. We've thrown a lot of information at you. How can you be a part of the solution in just listening? Well, first thing I want you to do is go to my website, informationedge.net, go to the government sites. Okay. I've got congressional site links for the house as well as the Senate, the house side. It is the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure. You can go there and it lists everybody that's on that committee. Uh, you need to light up their email. Say, look, I'm hearing that we've got all these problems that were listed on this show today. What are you guys doing specifically? And don't accept an answer. Well, we have the U.S. Department of Transportation because they're ineffective and have been, in my opinion, for quite some period of time. If you want to go on the Senate side, okay, the Senate side, it is the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science and Transportation. Again, go into everybody. They have, they list all the members on that, light up their email, send them stuff through their website, say, what are you doing? Because realistically, we don't want to see what happened in Brazil. Okay. Happened to us. We don't want to see what's happening in Australia happened to us. And we certainly don't want to see what's happening in the UK happening to us. And it may be that the trucking industry gets tired of, uh, shall we say, being defecated on that they have to make a stand that there's going to be some temporary pains. I'd like to avoid that as would they. So this is where you, the listener, can be involved. Go do that. Get online. Go to my site. I've done the work for you. All you got to do is find it. Boom, go in there and contact those committees. And if you'll do that, you can make the difference between continuing to have the lifestyle that we have in America or just going on down uh, down the line. All right, folks, uh, you've been listening to the Information Edge podcast today. I'm Darren Yancey. I've had my special guest, Bill McKelvey. Bill, thanks for coming on. I'll keep in contact with you, and we'll do this again. I hope this has been informative. I hope it's been uh, educational, and I hope that uh, you've had some entertainment here because we we try to keep it loose on the show. I'll be back next week with another message on the industries that we cover while I'm stretching my toes out to some other waters. You'll be here if you're not texting and driving at the same time. Thank you for listening once again to the Information Ed podcast. I'll be back next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have more to share then.